y'all. A lot of bills, y'all. New year trying to touch me and meal, y'all. Came up now. I'm a sup now. When you shine, all these haters want to talk down. I don't feel a way by what people say. It's all right, love. I let a hater hate. Pull up on them. See the paper plate. See the oyster perpetual band-aid. It's a fact, right? How they act right. How they smile in your face, then they backbite. I just laugh, right? Make them mad like. Watch them turn around and say, ain't that nice? Getting bread, though. Mad. Seems like they don't love you till you dead, yo. Let them talk, dog. It don't phase me. It might not be right if they don't hate me. Hustle hard, stack paper. It's alright, y'all haters. It's nothing. We major. You see me, high hater, high hater, high hater. You see me, high hater, high hater. High hater. High hater. High hater. High hater. The FBI says $2 million. Port Authority police say $4 million. The city cops say five. Your Malcolm Go podcast, November 1st. So, Patriots bye week. Tony Loconti and Tyler with me again. Oh, hey. Hi, haters. Hi, haters. There's fucking fruit flies all up in the studio. So, uh, anything happened since the last uh, episode? Nothing? Nothing? Anything happened? I get, I, get a, I get a nice story about... Jimmy! I get a nice story we're going to get to about how I feel about my, my plot in life right now, but... Besides that, there's a few more Patriots things I guess we should touch well, on if, first. If you listen to some of our, our haters, which is this de- this show's dedicated to the haters out there because we got some serious hate mail this week. Uh, as as is per usual, we got a couple of new guys popping in trolling trolling the account. Um but it's good. Keep them coming at Malcolm Go Podcast at gm at gmail dot com. Love it. Jimmy's ready. Jimmy's got some new moves. So we say goodbye. To the sweet, sweet boy, Jimmy Garoppolo, the Aladdin lookalike, leaves on his magic carpet out to San Francisco, away in the middle of the night. You didn't even see it coming, and you didn't even see it coming. Uh, That was a shocking move, uh, to say the least. I don't know if it was shocking, but it certainly shocked me, especially considering the Patriots had no backup quarterback. It was was strange, but I think it makes, like, perfect sense. It does make a lot of sense. I mean, let's, let's face it. You're talking about a guy now, right? So he's young. He's got you got three and a half years out of him. You got him late in the second round, uh, 64th pick, I think, or 62nd pick, right? You had him three and a half years, and you turn him into the 33rd or the 34th pick next year. This is a guy who, I mean, you, yeah, he might be good. You don't know. I mean, he played yeah. five and a half quarters and got hurt. So yeah, real. I mean. Brady's played 19 years and had one major injury, and, right? And never missed a game other than with his ACL torn, right? Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But Brady is still the best quarterback in the league. He's still the best quarterback in the league. So exactly. it's weird to like, I mean, what are you going to do? Keep him around so, for how many more years? And exactly. also, say Brady does go down. Everyone's like, oh, they don't have a back. They're not going to win the Super Bowl without Brady. It's just no. not going to happen. So it's not like they have this the Denver defense where they no. can just carry them through this, you know, through there with a mediocre quarterback. No shit. You guys like Harry? Does Bill want to get like a you know divisional round win in the playoffs? Like he doesn't give a fuck about no. those. So so it doesn't it, matter. It's who. all to win the Super Bowl, and yeah. you do it because you have the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, you know, right now you had zero leverage. Right? You got 
they're saying, oh, you should have moved him before. You should have moved him at the trade. I mean, uh, at the draft to Cleveland. Cleveland was offering more. Cleveland was offering more. Now all the reports are coming out saying Cleveland only offered a second, second and a third, whatever. So they got a second round pick that was twice as high as where they drafted him. Not twice as high, but 30 picks. You know, they draft him 64th, 62nd. They now have the 33rd pick, which is basically a first round pick because it's yeah. the first first pick in the second draft or second uh, second pick in the in the second round. Um, I mean, that pick gets so much play in the trade market the next day because you got the first first day is just the first round. Then you got all day to think about who you want. And if you're the first pick, you're the fucking bell of the ball all day. Yeah. Remember, you're getting trade you're getting trade calls all day. They did the same thing. Like uh, I forget how long ago it was probably ten years ago now, but they they ended up making the pick and it was uh, like that bum Raz Ir darling. Uh, Ar- another Dar- Rutgers dud. He was not from Rutgers. He was from Virginia. No? Uh, oh Jesus! Way off. Fact check. Fact check. Um, but he was on. He spent more time on Ir than anywhere else. Um, but you had to move him now because there was no way he's gonna stay. You know the Patriots tried to sign him throughout the off season. All these reports. He tried to sign him through the off season. Um, you know, give him whatever ten million because you're not going to pay him more than Brady, who's making fourteen million next year, right? Yeah, which is bottom, not bottom, but probably lower, lower third of the league. And he's not, you know, you're not going to give Garoppolo fifteen million or fourteen million one hundred thousand. It won't. You just not. It's not going to happen. No, it doesn't make sense. So and what are you going to do? You're going to give. You you have no choice. You can't. The only chance you have is you either let him walk. Get a compensatory pick, which is going to be third round, or you give them the franchise tag, which is twenty five million or twenty three million. So you have two no, options. It's the right really. move. I mean, they're not going to keep him. He's not. The other option, though, again, let me cut you off. Was trade Brady, which I heard. Didn't someone call and offer that? Like, call to see if someone won. Yeah, John Lynch did. Oh, he, did he? He 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 made two phone calls first to call see if he can get Brady from New England. They hung up on him immediately. They did, he did the same thing this week. Called, say, is Brady available now? They said no. He said, okay, how about Jimmy Garoppolo? And that's now. He's a second-round pick. Hypothetically, what would you trade Brady for? Invaluable. Like, I don't even know. Can't yeah. even imagine. It would, it'd have to be – you can't put a price on him because it would have to be a first-round pick or multiple first-round picks. For, like, high first-round picks. It would have to be, like, And then you'd four... have to guarantee you're getting – a stud. You'd probably have to get a an established stud, like an Carson established, <laughs> not like, not even, but like if like a team was like super close, like maybe like the Eagles are now, and they gave you Carson Wentz in a first round pick. Maybe you think about it. I guess I don't know. Like someone that's you know gonna be really. It's weird because you'd have to say you want like four first round, like your next four first round picks. I would think and. Outrageous. Whoever your starting quarterback is, like it, it has have to, be, to be a really good starting. quarterback. I guess Brady is kind of old though. He's old, so you're not going to so get four for that. Might be a lot. It's a lot, but it doesn't matter. It's it's you got. I mean, you have no choice. You have you had to trade Garoppolo. You can't if Brady was playing at seventy five percent his average level, right? Maybe you consider moving, moving yeah. him. Maybe he looked like Peyton at the end. Or yeah, the yeah exactly. Before. If he's on if if he's in on a Manning pace where he's throwing, you know. Touchdown and interceptions, one for one. Like if he looks maybe like, you do that. Like Manning did at the end of his career, like every time he picked the ball up, it looked like it was heavy. His like arm, he could yeah, get like his shoulder up. He's carrying a lead balloon. <laughs> yeah. He can't can't lift his arm up, but he's playing better than he ever has. He's moving in the pocket better than he ever has. He's got he's top in the league in 
like nine, like ninety percent of the categories, and second in the rest. He's not. He's MVP of the league yeah. right now at forty. He's got two more years left on his contract. What are you going to do? Extend Jimmy Garoppolo for two more years, which is not going to happen at twenty million. Because you you think a guy like that that's got all the heat that he has is going to is going to sit around and wait to be no. the starter and, and then maybe get a job at twenty eight where you just sat on the bench where you got weird. all it's... this heat you got all this heat generated behind you for some reason that uh you know you got all this heat generated behind you so someone's gonna pay for you and some and you're gonna start to believe your own hype. You're going to want to be a starter in the league. The only reason you're a football player is you're a competitor. Yeah, unless, of course, like he doesn't care about playing. And then it's like, why even have him anyways? Yeah, why even be on the team? Exactly. You you, You have these guys to be competitors at the highest level. So they all want to be there. I mean, everyone knows Tom Brady's like that. All reports were Jimmy is exactly like that. He wants to play. He's fucking fired up. He's always, I mean, he's fiery on the sidelines as a backup. So you can imagine what he's like as a starter. I remember, he, you know, the first couple of games, he came out of the tunnel, fucking head on fire, ready to fucking kill people. He's running. He wasn't scared of the moment at all. No. So, I mean, you just had no option. They, 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 Brady forced it, right? He was just too good. If Brady was playing half as good right now, you probably don't make that move. You probably can, Belichick would have done what's right for the team even though it would have killed an entire region and probably got rid of Brady before he got rid of uh No, but you would have to do that. You couldn't do that now. No, no, no. It would have to be at the end of the year. Who else have... Uh, our third Mike Sonny just woke up, yeah. came storming out. Who else have we had a, a big, like, bi-week trade? I can't really... Jamie Collins, I think, was a bi-week trade. All right. Uh, get... I think Randy Moss... We got Randy, right? No, got Randy on the draft. Oh, we got rid of Moss. That's I think right. got rid of Moss on yeah, like mid year, and then it, I think it was a bye week to the Vikings. Might have been just a regular week because I remember I was reading it on Twitter, and they were like, "Patriots are trying to trade Randy Moss." I said, "That can't be true." So I'm just going to go past <laughs> that because at that point, Randy Moss was like the guy, right? Yeah, could, he's like Gronkowski, not as dominant as Gronkowski was in 2000. In Except he wouldn't go across season. the middle. That's how he, he was scared, and he was, that was at the time when he's he was scared. when he was just, just wearing headphones. It yeah. was right after Halloween because I remember because they had a Halloween party for the kids, and he just and it was up in like the um, you know the club section, and he just sat in the corner, wore headphones the whole time, and didn't talk to anybody. Oh. He just existed in the room, and nobody gave a shit. So Belichick just fucking traded him, and he gave that crazy press conference about uh, how this was going to be his last year in New England, how they don't pay guys. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I know. He make he makes sense. Like it's like if you want to take a pay cut and try yeah. and win. So, so you get you have this situation right where you're playing future versus present, right? So you have a. It was I've been thinking about it and talking about it on the podcast forever, but it's a future versus present, right? You got a 40 year old quarterback doing what no quarterback's ever done at this age, right? Playing at the highest possible level, playing like a 22 year old at age 40. So you have nothing but. You know, you don't know what to think, right? He could break down any second. He could fucking literally, he can break his arm. He, anything could happen, and yeah. he'd be done. You can now, you might not ever play again with a with a regular injury. So you got that versus a guy who you think in your in your clubhouse or whatever is a guy that's a starter for ten to fifteen years. So you got a guy who's going to be a certified, you know, definite top MVP candidate best quarterback in the league every year, year in, year out for the next two or three, definite, versus a guy for that you think maybe is going to be good for 10. But most likely, like, I mean, how many times, this happened like, what, like four times that a Hall of Fame quarterback got replaced by another Hall of Fame quarterback? 
I can think of two. Five and uh, to Rogers and Montana to Young. The only other one I can think of that would be comparison is like he was probably going to be Trent Green. Like after yeah. Kurt Warner left, Trent Green came in, and, or was it the opposite? Opposite. Trent yeah. Green. Trent Green was good. Kurt Warner. And he was still good other places. But and Mark like, Bulger. They had three decent, but they didn't have long twenty-year careers. Like no Montana one's did. Do like that. Montana did like fifteen, and then Young did like ten. Like, you know what I mean? There's they, no were, chance you're going to get a quarterback that comes in is going to be good for ten years after. And this and, and Brady's play right now is at a level where you've given yourself an opportunity, and plus you got the draft capital. Right yeah. to draft a guy again in the same same position or higher, uh, and you take you know another quarterback to develop for three years. And if Brady is, you know, you just take another shot. They've done it already. With, yeah. They did with Ryan Mallett. They took Ryan Mallett in the third round. They took the kid Kevin O'Connell, I think, in the third round. They've taken quarterbacks high before. This isn't the first time. Yeah, you know. And what have they ever done? Ryan Mallett's like on his eighth team. Oh, he's so a bum. He's a back all he can do is throw fucking bombs down the down he the, would, uh, the only good thing he's probably good for ropes. is that you know that game where they stack at carnivals they stack the milk bottles on top of each other in a triangle and yeah. you have to throw the ball as hard as you can to <laughs> knock them over that's the knock only good thing goddamn bottle though. that's the only thing he's good at he can throw the ball a thousand miles an hour well he'll throw it a thousand he'll throw it to the back of the tent yeah. but i don't know if he's gonna hit any of those bottles <laughs> sure um so i mean the, the thing that annoyed me this this week when when it came to it, it was you know you got the guys that say you didn't get enough, you didn't get enough for Jimmy. Oh, it's the worst. These but fucking all asshole. this hype, all this hype came from Patriots camp. It wasn't like when they drafted but, Jimmy, he was a high, you know, he was considered one of the top, you know, two or three quarterbacks in the draft class, and the Patriots took him. And I was like, oh, why did the Patriots take him? And then all of a sudden, you start hearing all this fucking hype: Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, and he plays decent in preseason. And then he plays really good in his uh, one and a half games he started. He played really good, dominated, basically. I mean, he didn't dominate Arizona, but he was dominating Miami in the second game where he got injured. Yeah. Uh, and it just led to the hype. Like, he's the greatest quarterback of all time just sitting on the bench. Like, he's Aaron Rodgers. You know, not that even everybody knew Aaron Rodgers was that great, by the way. No. He they, was... dra- they knew he was a first-round pick, but nobody was saying that he's fucking yeah. elite. I mean, he came in. He wasn't great for the first few years. No, yeah, he sat on the uh, during draft day. He sat there trying to fight tears back as he dropped to twenty three. Did he have to leave the green room? Yeah, he panicked. <laughs> yeah, so it was going to be him or Alex Smith. They took Alex Smith over one, number one, and Aaron Rodgers sat there for two hours. And let's be honest, I mean, right now, who's having a better uh, who's having a better year? Alex Smith was clearly the he better is. draft choice. Look at him just slinging the ball up and down the field. Rodgers probably hey, going to be MVP this year if he keeps up his pace. The best of the best ability is availability. That's what they say. So I'm just hey, saying. Number one, Rogers fragile. You can't have that type. Can't of make the club from the tub. That's, that's what true. they say. You know what my favorite thing about bye week is? Is uh, the bye week blues, baby. The awful questions like reporters ask because they're like, ah, it's a but we can let our hair down. <laughs> I saw this big here. this big thing they were asking McCordy about like. What type of T-shirts he wears or something? He had, uh, and they're like, "Oh, it was great." He talked for five minutes about T-shirts. It's like, would you guys just all just kill yourselves? But why are you even there at the practice? Just no, go home. Shit. So, um, there was a there was a report uh, after Jimmy was traded yesterday by a guy from the Golf Network, like NBC Golf or whatever. It's from NBC Golf said that uh, he has an in with Bra- in the with the Brady camp. He has a source in the Brady camp, like which that. is nonsense, right? This golf network. He's got like, I don't know what he's got. He didn't have a lot. He had like 100,000 followers or something. Just drops a bomb saying Brady expected to be traded at the end of this year. He thought it was going to happen. There's a, you know, B. Belichick and uh, 
and Brady have a you know have a feud. They're not really friends. They know that there's no loyalty there. Um, and this guy's a golf insider, right? And, and every tweet was riddled with typos and um, you know misspelling T O and T O O, all this oh, shit. I'm it. like, uh, what's going on? And then and people are retweeting it like, oh, this is fact, factual, factual, factual. And um, you know, people like Pat's pulpit and all these people are on on Twitter, and I'm arguing. I was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. I was like, how can you have a fucking feud after 18 years? All of a sudden, like you're just that you, you've never shown a crack in the foundation ever in, in the history of the uh, the yeah. team. You know, and this this trifecta of three three people: Kraft, Belichick, and and Brady. But now all of a sudden, there's a feud, and uh, you know, Brady's ready to leave, and he would have went. And um, you know, the only thing I could think of as a source is that. He's friends with like Jordan Spieth and a couple of pro golfers, but I doubt he's just giving him information. Yeah, and like, where would honestly, like, where would Brady even go? Like, where would they? I mean, it's yeah, I mean, where would you, you couldn't think? I, what jersey do you think would be you could see Tom Brady wearing? Is there one that you could even only thing I could think of would be maybe you could let like him in San Francisco because that's where he grew up. Yeah, but they suck. So why would he? Why would you go? Why would you play football at forty-one for some team that's going to go five and? Fucking well, I think old. Brady t- makes a lot of teams better right off the bat. You think? Me? I don't know. He's he? made some shitty Patriots teams that be like he would. They would have been like three and thirteen or four and twelve into like ten win, twelve win teams. He's made I don't, horrible defenses. I don't think look Brady passable. I mean, I don't think Belichick goes less than eight and eight on any no. season with any team. I think he could coach up. He did it with the Patriots. They went seven to nine, two thousand. Right, well, now I'm saying Belichick. Now though. I don't think there's a chance he could. Do, I don't. I just don't see. I think he could. He gets wins that just. I mean, honestly, if you look at the whatever the past fifteen years, there's so many games that they shouldn't win that he just wins based off he just how coaches them. Yeah, he does. And I don't see, little I couldn't see him being like Joe Namath in his Los Angeles Rams uniform on the sidelines with fucking broken, riddled knees, no. all uh, cracked up, and his shoulder doesn't work anymore, just sitting there holding his helmet, uh, just like an old man, they're old, grizzled old men. They had him on the cover of ESPN Magazine this uh, this week, and he's, you know, they show him like aged into the future, all gray. And I said, Tom Brady's just never going to look like that. Not, it doesn't. No, he's going to be have brown hair and great skin till he's ninety. And um, so I just can't, I just can't see Tom Brady giving Jordan Spieth or uh, Rory, Ma- Rory McIlroy uh, Patriots inside information in between putts. Like he's not just sitting there saying, you know what? Uh, I think Belichick might trade me, Jordan. Really, I don't know anything about uh, football. Yeah, I'm, plus I'm just gonna hit this fucking tee shot. It could all just be out of like context. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, I guess I could get traded at the end of the. Why not? And anyway, everyone else does. Like, if you're realistic, he could. I mean, yeah. it's just fucking... it's probably just like what he says in press conferences. Like he says that you know, once I'm not good anymore, I'll retire, or the Patriots will find someone that will help them win a Super Bowl. Just like Belichick's always said, he's gonna play the best guy because that's who's gonna help the team win the Super Bowl. It's not about one guy. It's always been about the team right so he's probably just saying that exact thing to his friends like oh when i'm not good anymore belichick's probably gonna trade me yeah you know so if jimmy's better than me then then jimmy gets the team not me and if you look at like here's a good sign to know that brady hasn't fallen off at all because against philip rivers he's seven and zero in his career which is just there's like what six quarterbacks they showed this week that he's all yeah. undefeated philip he's beaten more than any other quarterback in the league which is Philip has never. I mean, they, he's always had a decent team, but they're just 
over in the West Coast, like nobody gives a fuck about them. Like they don't watch Patriots football. They don't know what the fuck's going on. So like they were in like AFC West playing against, you know, teams that were terrible for years, winning their division, uh, you know, every year and just always being terrible because the Patriots would play, you know, tougher schedules, tougher teams. Uh, and plus they have to fucking not even mention it's probably harder to play out in like the south you know the southwest like south, southern california because every no team is close to you right i mean in especially yeah, in, no. in the no AFC west like nobody in your division you no. play you're going to denver you're going to oakland it's probably the closest and then you got kansas city i mean the patriots go the farthest they go is miami they go to new york it's like 15 minutes on the plane yeah they go to buffalo a half hour and then they go to miami is three hours that's it you know yeah, yeah it is they, weird, they, they travel a lot. I mean, they, they their geographic well now they're in L.A. but their geographic location was probably hindered them quite a bit over the years. And uh, I just never thought that they were you know, especially weather and everything's football and they're just living in paradise where the Patriots live in shit for ninety percent of the they're year really, and yeah. play football in it and are used to it. And it's just that's the same reason Miami can't come to New England and win in December is why it's. It's why it's hard for the Patriots to go to Miami and win in September. So, I mean, I know it's about myself when I came back. It was just, it's tough to get reacclimated back into the weather. You, know? you were a San Diego boy for yeah. quite a bit down in the club scene. I heard I couldn't even handle going to get get milk in the middle of the winter. I took the first when I moved back here. I took three months off of doing anything. Didn't leave the basement. Just you didn't want to risk getting a cold in the middle of the winter. Ugh. I couldn't never live in heat. I'd die. Literally die. I can't do it. I went to. Naples, Florida in August once because my mom was down there, living there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go outside and relax. It was before I went back to college for like my senior year or something. I went up down there. It was like 99 with 1,000% humidity. I went outside and lost 65 pounds right (laughs) off the bat, just sweating. I was like, maybe I'll play tennis. Played tennis uh, against my brother. My, I was a puddle. They could the the court was unusable. The Conti brothers are known sweaters. We too. are sweating. Well known like, sweaters. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't affect our body weight. We st- <laughs> our, our body weight stays the same or rises. <laughs> yet we sweat constantly. So it, it's a really weird uh, situation I'm in. But yeah, the court was destroyed. My body was destroyed. And, like my whole clothes. I couldn't even drive. Like drive home. It was just a, a swamp, uh, which is what those people live in their whole lives. It makes no sense to me. So air conditioners that just, I would never leave. Just be in the air conditioning all day. Yeah. I mean, even you, walking to your car is just oppressive. You don't even need air conditioning in San Diego. That's how perfect the weather is. Yeah, can't be that. Um, so, last thing on Jimmy is, is uh, I mean, so you're giving up on a little bit of the future, uh, but you're keeping your guy, you know, your franchise, that he's your franchise, right? He's the face of your franchise forever. And that's more, almost more important to me. Plus, you have better chance at Super Bowls the next three or four years with Brady than with Jimmy. I'm putting that just Brady's perseverance, everything about him is his emotion, his uh, personality, everything about him is just Patriots football and I winning. Know, did you catch that third quarter preseason game this year? The third quarter you had in the third preseason. That was Super Bowl type stuff. That I was like, wait a minute, maybe this guy has the stuff. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> So it's just you don't even know the problem. That, that's what I just don't get is like he's unproven, Jimmy. So like everyone's giving like, well, I mean, you're giving up on a fucking 15 year starter a couple years early here. No, you're not. You're not giving up early. You're keeping the guy that's a proven winner that's got 
who says he wants to play for four more years and now has the opportunity to do that. And you now have opened up, again, another thing. You opened up the franchise tag for any other player, including Malcolm Butler. And there's a thousand of these guys who, you know, are supposed to be great quarterbacks and then not. It just Mallet was supposed to be great. Yeah. He burnt out. Is nobody. I mean, yeah, there's a million of them. Alex Smith was shitty for 10 years. He was the laughing stock of the league. They traded him for Colin Kaepernick to keep Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. Yeah, the only Look one I that can, got him. The only one I can think of is uh, Rohan Davey. That was the one stud. That was the guy who got away. That was the one. Either Rohan Davey or Michael Bishop. Uh, both of them. I don't think anybody. Any. Just, I mean, I don't know. It just drives me nuts because Brady. I mean, Belichick. Sure, he doesn't have loyalty to players because he knows that the team, the the idea of the team is a much bigger deal than one player is or one coach is. So he makes the decisions that are best for the team like he always has and he always says. He fucking cut Bernie Kosar in Cleveland, the god of Cleveland, for 10 years. <laughs> um, and it's the reason why all these people leave as soon as they have a chance to make money yeah why all right go ahead you can go it's he'd do the same to you exactly if you can't play for him he would fucking cut you there was a couple other moves in the in the afc east how about uh Uh, it was a little shock kelvin benjamin going to buffalo getting a little better up there buffalo starting to make me nervous i don't fear tyrod taylor as a passer but he is quick and patriots don't really have much of an edge well setter anywhere it's like his Tyrod Taylor is. I fucking I love watching him. Yeah, I, he can really he could he fires the ball first of all, and he's impossible to bring down in the pocket. You can't ta- sack this guy. It's crazy. He he is a quicker, you know, he's a quicker version of Cam Newton. He's not as big and strong, but he can throw just as good as Cam. Yeah, and he is quicker as than Cam Newton is. Um, and he's a solid, like probably they, passing quarterback. Like so you can really. It helps him now because, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin's not great. He's a fucking fat guy. He's going to go up there. He's going to freeze his ass. He's, he's played fucking college football in Florida State, NFL football in Carolina. He's going to go to Buffalo and freeze his dick off. Yeah. Well, rumor has it's supposed to be a mild winter up there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. This means a thousand feet of snow instead of a million. Yeah. They'll it get snows, lows of 22 instead of... It snows 20 inches a day there. <laughs> it never so I, lived, I lived in Syracuse for four years. It snows two inches every single day. Not exaggerating. <laughs> Every single day, it's just snowing. Instead and of having frost on your windshield, you just have two inches of snow. You wake up and you're outside and you're like, ugh. I, 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 I had my dorm room in college overlooked the city, which is not a city. It's just like, like a pile of like coal. It does it just like not? It's there's like a couple of like Lego buildings that pop yeah. up, and there's one that it's like Worcester of New York. It's kind of like Worcester, except for way more dangerous. And it's like um, Syracuse's. Yeah, it's so run down to in so that. many places. Um, so it, it, it overlooked like this building that had a you know probably ninety, not ninety, yeah, it's probably like seventy feet high. It was a bit tallest building. It was a bank building, and it had it. Uh, it had a yeah, the temperature on a big screen. I used to wake up in the morning in the winter and, sit and look over at it and be like seven in the morning and say negative twelve. And they roll back over. <laughs> fuck that. And then that would just go from that would go from like middle of October till beginning of March. It would just be negative eleven. Was there like underground? Like, you'd always have to go outside to go to every class. Always. There was one underground tunnel that took me from my dorm to the dining hall, which oh, is pretty sweet. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, but to go to class or anything else, no, you just froze your balls off and trudged through snow. Hated your life. 
That's uh, fucking. That sounds terrible. In is. Boston winters, are bad enough, and that sounds fucking no, way worse. Yeah, and everyone. That's what everybody used to say. Be like, well, you're well, you're from Massachusetts, isn't it? The uh, isn't the same over there? Be like, no, it's not the same. It's no. snow. Like, what did it last year or two years ago? We had the most snow on record in Mass in Boston history. It snowed like yeah, three years ago. Yeah, snowed like 125 inches or something. Um, it snows 140 inches on average in Syracuse. <laughs> That's that's a real figure. That's like it's like uh, New Hampshire and Vermont too are way worse than Boston. They yeah. always have like two. They already have snow up there. They have like six inches of snow up in New Hampshire already. I'm just is. making this up, honestly. Yeah, it sounded right. <laughs> but <laughs> it sounded right, honestly. So don't to scare you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, uh, ciao, Bella. Goodbye, Jimmy. We'll see you. See you on the flip side. Hope you do well. I'll root for him. I think he's gonna do good with the uh, with what's his name. Shanahan, Shanahan running the running the show. I mean, he he made Hoyer a serviceable quarterback in Cleveland. I don't understand he, why Hoyer. So we got Hoyer back. I don't understand why he wasn't the starter the entire time he was there. He was, wasn't he? No, they they benched him at the end for uh, I don't even know the guy's name. Some stiff. Exactly, he's a stud. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so now Jimmy's gonna go out there. He'll start probably not this week. I guarantee he starts next week. Um, but you know, I mean. Temper your expectations on players. I mean, it, it's good for the Patriots, but everyone, everyone, everyone's just quick to to say that they just you know threw away another Tom Brady. I would have Tom loved Brady's th- don't grow on trees. You don't think? Do you think Belichick is trading away Tom Brady in, at age twenty five that he saw for two years or th- for three and a half years? No, he he knows what he saw and he knows what he got rid of, and that's the reason he sounded upset or you know mildly you know you know peeved. The fact that he had to trade Garoppolo is because he knew that Brady's the guy now, and he did exactly what was best for the team. He did traded that to get capital in the future and to keep your dreams of winning Super Bowl alive for the foreseeable future. Because Brady's got he's no signs of slowing now, down. So. Did you say it last week? Or I forget where I heard this, but he was like uh, they asked Brady before the season, like why? He's like, when do you plan on like stop playing? And he's like, well. He's like, I know all the answers to the test, so yeah. why would I stop playing now? He's I like, think it was after the Super Bowl or maybe after. Yeah. The, like, they're like, is this it for you? He's like, no. I, I mean, I know everything now. Like, yeah, there's nothing this is not what to I, learn. This is, he's like, this is what I wanted. This is why you work so hard. Is Now he knows every. You can't trick him. He knows every single defense, every coverage. So what are you going to do? He, the guy has seen everything. Yeah. He's played against the most complex schemes the NFL's ever ever thrown at you. He's like nine guys in the box. Things like, like cover two and cover three. Like <laughs> all, all, all these crazy things like cornerback. Try to figure that shit a out. Safety over the top. That's yeah. um, me talk, talking defense for the day. I uh, do like uh, the Pats defense is finally like they were good. They have a couple. I had a couple uh, things written down. I mean, they're doing better. I mean, they were 32nd in, in total uh, defense three weeks ago. They're eight they're down to 18. Yeah, uh, their scoring defense is is uh, you know is 18th in the league. They're looking up. I mean, the over the last um, over the last four games, they've given up like 13 points per game. Yeah, and you know in the first th- three games, really through them, they gave up like a million points in three games. But they're down to like 13 points per game, which is below their average last year. I don't think it's going to stay that way. I mean, I know we have panic buttons coming up, but I mean, Couple panic is this uh, Stefan Gilmore related? No. Could it be possible? With I doubt it. I mean, no. I mean, Gilmore's going to come in. He's going to play the exact same position. I mean, he's going to play the – Benamosi isn't Darrell Revis. I no, mean, he doesn't. He's, not, he's all right. He's all right. He's, he's, not, just, a, he's a serviceable 
He's not even a serviceable corner. I mean, he's he's a great spe- – I'd say he's a great special teamer that filled in in a pinch and looked he's good. He's a good tackle. backup. He's a yeah. good tackler. Yeah. So, I mean, San Diego did a lot of favors. The guy that was – you know, Batamosi was covering the whole game, was running out of bounds. He's fucking doing pick routes. Yeah. I mean, he fucked up like 10 times. Pat's actually got real lucky on that uh, Travis Benjamin touchdown that they called back because they said it was a pick play. It was as clear as pick day as you could find. The Patriots players ran into each other. There was no contact with the Chargers, but they just ran into each other, and then they called the pick play, and Benjamin, when he ran into the end zone. I think that's incorrect. I think I've seen a few gifts where the guy literally, whoever the Chargers wide receiver is, dives into the corner that was covering Benjamin. Maybe, I don't know. I I had a few. I was with Big Mike on (laughs) on Sunday. Getting after it a bit? Yeah, Big Mike had a, yeah, he had a few. He's killing me. But, uh... I could have sworn that I was like, ah, oh, they got away with a with a nice touchdown that called called back for nothing. So yeah, we had another. We we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Trade deadline. There was a couple good trade deadlines um, moves. You, you already we talked about the Kelvin Benjamin trade, which I think makes Buffalo scarier. I don't necessarily think it. I don't think it overtakes the Patriots by any means in the AFC East. No, Kelvin it, it helps them, but it's, yeah, it's not. I mean, I would have rather had kept Sammy Watkins, honestly. Yeah. And he's a better player than uh, Kelvin Benjamin is. Um, and who knows how fucking he's going to run it. He's slow as it is. How's he going to run in the snow? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Jay Ajayi traded for Miami. They're Miami done. looks to be just problems, locker room problems. Jay Cutler right. is... He is a fucking nightmare, that guy. He he, I mean, he, he brought the entire teams. franchise down they to were, his level they were in the of not giving a fuck. Year. They were in the playoffs yeah. last year, and they were looking up. Like Everyone was like, oh, they're going to threaten the Patriots for the AFC East. And I was legitimately like, they're going to be pretty good this year. And you know they've won a couple games, but their offense is horrendous. Their defense isn't playing great. They got shut out. On Thursday night football, forty to nothing. Yeah, that the was, fucking oof. Baltimore Ravens. They just, it, it, honestly, I believe it's Cutler just makes everyone. He's like a fucking cancer. He just makes everyone feel like shit. Like Nobody, he's one of those guys that you like. He's got zero leadership qualities. Yeah, zero. I don't know how he got the Laguna Beach girl. It makes no sense to me. Well, because he's just. And such I was a, always Team Kristen. Trust me. I I think we've had this discussion before. I'm a low <laughs> guy, but I think he's just one of those guys like. If you came in and like, uh, you know, you told him, "Hey, you know, I just had my first kid, you know, baby girl," he'd be like, "I don't, I don't." But why are you telling me this? It's like well, there I don't was know, you're story. my teammate. Like, do you not? I think do you have was, no emotion here. Like, there was a story on Barstool's, uh, like Chicago. I forget fucking how long ago I read it, but it was uh, the big cat. Somebody wrote or tweeted it out, and it was somebody had ran into Jay Cutler, and they were pissing next to each other, and in, in, uh, in the urinals in Chicago area, and he was like, "Ah." Oh, Jay, I'm a huge fan. Like literally, he's taking a piss, and Jay sits next, turns next to him, uh, just pops in to take a piss. Jay, I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, telling you, I really enjoy watching you play. Like t- just yeah. talking him up, and he says he just uh, Jay Cutler just tilted his head back, like started looking at the ceiling. He's like, oh my god, I don't give a fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly, and him. I was like. That can't be like you're the biggest dick on the planet, Earth. dude. That's a hundred percent who he is. That's what you need to for in order to. And this is, I mean, I I would know. I've never dated a extremely attractive girl in the in the model category, like, yeah. like. But I believe that's the attitude you have to have to everything they say to you. Fuck you. Yeah. I hate your guts. Yeah, they could be the be- the 
highest grossing model. It could be Giselle, and you just have to pretend like, congratulations. What do you do? You walk down the aisle, that's, and you walk back in Impressive. clothing? Yeah, congratulations, you fucking loser. Anybody does that. Anybody <laughs> does that all day. That's what I think he does. I think he just he's just an asshole to everybody. Everything. I, I've never, like... Do you know the, the origin of the smoking Jay Cutler? Because I kind of want to look that up. I don't even know what that is. It's like that huge meme that everyone made. It's just like Jay Cutler with a cigarette in his mouth. It just became like this monstrous thing. Uh, yeah. It's always him with a cigarette in his mouth. I don't know if he... I I, I mean, he definitely could be a smoker. He de- he came into camp last year. Didn't he say he was like, you don't have to be in shape to play quarterback? <laughs> that was this, yeah, that was this year. That was like, this year? No, I'm a quarterback. I'll just stand here and throw yeah. it. I don't care. But no, they always had a thing with him in Chicago with like the cigarette in his mouth. But not a real cigarette. Like it was a yeah, cartoon. Like a fake one. Yeah. No, no, it makes sense. He could... I de- I would honestly, I think it was just a it was a, a play on he just doesn't give a fuck. I would go to this say that he would be a better quarterback if he was allowed to smoke cigarettes on the sidelines. Well, like the he's old Len Dawson it, wrote. Couldn't hurt anything he does. Like what's he gonna do? Slow him down? He's like let him smoke cigarettes while he's playing. Fuck it. Yeah. That's how Dom plays tennis. <laughs> <With the, laughs> no doubt. The cigarette bouncing out of his mouth. <laughs> Ash is fucking hitting his dumb chest. It's fucking out of control. Sicilian chest hair off. Yeah. Uh, Obviously he's shirtless. Yeah. How'd you know? He drilled that one. Classic. Um, so Jay Ajayi, I mean, does that make Philadelphia better? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I, I, Jay Ajayi came on. He was pretty hot at the end of last year, but there's nothing that's really impressed me. Well, with their him. offensive line is just so bad. Like if you watch it, he gets hit in the backfield like two out of every three rushes. Like really? he's just, it's just they're terrible. They're I just watched a, a lot team. of Miami this year, honestly. Um, but I know he's going to Philadelphia, and they just lost lost their left tackle. Had Legarrette Blunt, who is similar. I don't. Yeah, but. I don't like anybody cutting into LG's carries. I love Blunt's one of my favorite backs in the league, but he's awesome to give the ball to in the fourth quarter. Like Ajayi should be getting twenty carries a game, give LG ten and Just when you're wear winning. down the defense yeah. at the end. Exactly. Makes sense. Um It doesn't hurt to get I mean, running backs in the I mean, if you can get a good running back when they're young, they don't cost a lot of money, so Yeah. Uh so Patriots, I guess, didn't make any trades. I was kind of a little upset. I mean they, you know, nothing happened. You know, every, there was all these rumors that they were going to use that second round pick that they got for Jimmy on, a, flip on it. like flip it on like a like a stud D lineman or a D end. I mean, Jason Lackenfora was tweeting that, which the fuck does he know anyway? He's a Baltimore like NFL insider, but he was he was tweeting about it, and um, so I was like, oh, I got my my fucking engine going. I was fired up. I was like, who could it be? Who could it be? I was thinking, you know, running my head around the league. Maybe they could pull Mo Wilkerson from the Jets. They could get. Ooh. Fucking Robert Quinn from you know underperforming players that are studs like Robert Quinn from Los Angeles uh, Rams. Uh, you know Jacksonville has seventy five pass rushers. They could easily trade one. Um, I mean there was my mind was going, so I was like, oh, you know they got a second round pick. You can get a fucking elite player for that right now. And then they were then they were dangling Jarvis Landry down in Miami, and I'm like, oh my god, could the Patriots fucking snag Jarvis Landry for a second round pick? Um, and nothing, nothing happens. I mean, the only thing I saw was they were dangling Cam Fleming backup tackle for like, I don't know what you're going to get for that. Like a tra- traffic cone. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he was, he's not exactly a fucking Orlando pace. I, no. I, I don't know what you'd get for him. I mean, you get like a seventh round pick conditionally, like you'd never get anything great for him. Yeah. Don't stump your nose at seventh round pick. They can come around every once in a while. Julian Edelman. What? Which, uh, that's it. It was weird. Cannon went down this week. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't at practice. Is he fine? I don't know. I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, he, he, you won't talk. You won't even hear about it until next 
Tuesday when they go to practice, or next Wednesday when they start practice. I know we didn't practice today, but today was like a, just a random practice that they had for the week, and that's it. Now they're off for till next Wednesday, I think, or Monday. Um, but, I mean, did they need more? I mean, did they, did they miss out on adding somebody? I know you could have used some defensive help. You could use help anywhere, but, I mean, does it make sense to trade future assets? I mean, you want to get young, young depth on this defense is what you need. So draft picks are huge. I mean, you, you lost all your young depth this year basically to injury. Right, you lost Rivers. Uh, you first, oh, I always forget, forget you, about that. You guy. lose your first overall pick. You know, not overall, your first pick uh, to an ACL injury. You lose uh, Harvey Longy, who you expected to be a player on this defense. I don't even for know who year. that is. Yeah, he's the guy that was in the car accident. Uh, oh yeah, that's you right. have Dietrich Wise, the only guy that's playing right now. And then you got you know that's really it. You got no young depth coming in. Trey Flowers had a the first game I remember him having that was pretty good. He's been. I mean, I don't know. He's been given pressure. Him and Wise have been given consistent pressure. Yeah. I read something today from a guy uh, I follow on Twitter that says that both Dietrich Wise and Trey Flowers have more pressures than Von Miller, which that can make yeah, it might make sense. But what the fuck does that mean? I mean, pressure is not a stat. I mean, what is a pressure? Can nobody? Can no one's been able to explain this to me? Pressure is what I've been feeling ever since I said uh, Rajai Dowling went to Rutgers on this podcast. <laughs> That's what pressure is. <laughs> they really the, the, the sweat beads down your neck. The heat I've been uh, feeling. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a, like a real statistic. Like Everyone's pressure. I mean, all these pressures that like Trey Flowers and uh, Wise are getting, I mean, they're not getting pressure down the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like Brady feels pressure down the middle or, you know, he's in the pocket pressure. A lot of these pressures come when, there's good coverage and they're pressuring them outside. I mean, there's not tons of like they haven't been getting a lot of pressured. Sack. They haven't really been like doing their. They always used to blitz like a gap, send the linebacker a yeah. gap, and they haven't. They've done it a little with Roberts this week. Hightower was classic for yeah. it. Him and Collins, Collins were the, were the best at it. Collins could time it perfectly. Yeah, and they haven't David, done that in a while. So I'm thinking maybe if they start bringing that back later in the year, they, they David Harris okay. did it this week and he fucking obliterated Melvin. That Gordon. was awesome. He, he put Melvin Gordon with him up five yards back. That's a 25 year old he looked jacked running back and david harris blew his ass up harris looks good he was promising he could play yeah they gotta just let him play let the boys play let him play i I will you're right you're right if i could find it let him play let the boys play. let david harris play let him play um yeah so you gotta let him play i mean the um alan branch actually looked decent decent he was coming off though yeah you know, there was a couple down. Takes him a plays. while to get in shape. Yeah, he's a late he's a late yeah. season bloomer after he's got about twelve games under his belt. That's Sometimes when he really comes sm- on. He smokes a lot of weed and just eats in the off season. The big eater. Yeah, an Oreo, a full sleeve guy. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. I had a friend who's uh, been staying with me the last few days. He, he friend, eats a- hey friend. <laughs> yeah, man. what are you, homosexual? Taylor? He's a fag. <laughs> um, and. Uh, he takes every single night. He takes a whole sleeve of uh, Chips Ahoy cookies, gets two full glasses of milk, dunks one, one for dunking and one for drinking, and you wake up every morning. Both are gone. He sleeps on the couch in the living room. So he's so both are, And the bottom is like an inch and a half just of like cookie dough, cookie mush, mush in the bottom. It's uh, a night. And I've never heard someone snore that's this a hard huge, in my life. Of course, because he's dying from the inside. Because yeah. his whole body is filled with cookies. And I was fucking, thinking that he's got. Surprised he's not lactose intolerant. He just ruined his. He's probably diabetic. Pre diabetic. He's definitely diabetic. He is he a fatso? Yeah. Oh, he's huge. Yeah, he, of he, he, is. he goes, uh, hey, I'm going to pick up a snack on my way home. Do you want anything? He comes over with two McDoubles, two McChickens, two 
like cookies, like chocolate chip cookies that are warm cookies and a large Diet Coke. I need a quick, yeah, Diet Coke. Anyway. Yeah, because he's, he's going to watch in the oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, don't want to give in. Don't want to put, yeah, don't want to go over the top here. Um, That's what he calls a snack. I was like, you're a fucking mess. He's, what's he, like 300 pounds? Easy? He's, yeah, he's probably like 270, but he's only like 5'6". Yeah. So it's, it's a little meatball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Enjoying his cookies right now. Yeah. Listening to the podcast, enjoying himself. Yeah. Just ripping through his fucking nutsack and going to town on a fucking sleeve of Chips Ahoy. Oh. Slobs. How can you even do I don't even like cookies that much. I can have like one cookie and then I want to kill myself. Yeah. It's just, it's just a. It's Last night rough. was big trick or treat night around here. Oh, yeah. I, I dominated some serious Reese's PCs and I was like, ugh. Like I had like two of them and I feel like dying. I did the same. I'm just not a chocolate guy. It's too much sugar. I I, I put two Reese's in the uh, fridge. I actually forgot them until now. So I might, I might have it's one. It's a nice little treat. That's like finding yeah. twenty bucks in your pocket and in your jeans. It is good. Um, back to San Diego game. Um, you know there were some good things. The defense played better. I mean they held Rivers in in check. I mean this the pass defense was good. They had a couple. San Diego did themselves no favors really. I mean they were yeah, running out they of bounds, struggled pick it. routes. Dropping the balls, um, you know the they, safety was terrible. That was just after they started. That getting... was probably of the more retarded plays I've ever seen against the Patriots. Yeah, that's probably up, that's up there with the butt fumble as I think the dumbest play. One into, of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. One of the most intellectually disabled or intellectually. What is the word now? Slow. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking it doesn't matter. That was what it was. The guy retarded. All right, dropped. He 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 muffed the fumble. I muffed the punt, which. All the greats do it, right? So he muffs, he muffs it, but he chases after it. Uh, he has to, but you fall on it, right? No, he picks it up, proceeds to run straight 11 yards into the end zone. This, backwards, right? He's running backwards. He's not side sidestep. So he knows where he's going. Yeah. Runs directly into the end zone, takes a turn like he's taking a wide turn to get around the the uh, the kick uh, the punt coverage team and. The second he turns around, Brandon King's in his in his face. It was one of those perfect. Like, what did you just do? He wrapped him up at the ankles, and yeah. then the other guy came over the top and buried him. The first time I ever got in a game in college football I was on the kickoff team. Ooh, someone, glory days! Yeah, we we're down at I forget where we played, but uh, someone comes in, comes flying, and wraps the guy up by the ankles, and he's holding him there for a good like two to three seconds, but the whistle doesn't blow. Oh, like he's clearly down, up. but there's no whistle. And I came in and I just there was cleaned still a chance. him. I cleaned him out. Like they had to carry him off the field. The other What's team up, son? I saw. <laughs> the other team came up. They were like pushing me, like you're a fucking asshole. But there was no whistle, so I was hey, like, "Play to the whistle, boys. Got to play to the whistle." I've never. I didn't play another another down. That you're gonna be second string all your life, boy. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. You get in once, you know, it's good, it's good enough. Make a play. I used, to, I used to love hitting the younger kids high yeah. school days. Um, so yeah, that was one of the dumbest plays. So the Patriots. I mean, they, they would. I mean, it was. The week before bye week, team against you don't really know, a team you should beat. I mean, they, they, they fucking zombie walked through a lot of this game. They slept walked through it. I mean, they two missed field goals, which we'll talk about it afterwards. But the, uh, the score at the end of the half, get the ball back, and should have scored. Yeah, there's a couple, I mean, return, big, but. big problems. I mean, that's a, th- that's, a, that's a play. Oh, that's a scenario, right? You got Deion Lewis takes the kickoff back all the way to the, what, the 25-yard line. That is a, that is where a chance where you're about to go up two scores at least put the fucking charges out of out of contention game's over that's a t- that's a play championship patriot teams have made for the last 15 20 yeah. years right they go in there they go for the throat it's over 
this team went three and out and then missed the field goal. I mean, a, a grand total of like 20 seconds of off, of offensive time after Dion Lewis takes the ball all the way down to the 25. Yeah, that was Unaccept- bad. That was one of the worst. That's one of the worst Patriots sequences I've seen in in years that I can think of offensively. I mean, you take perfect field position, a chance to close out the game early, put them out of it, fucking completely, uh, you know, impose your will on the team that came cross country to play you, and you can't do it. Um, you know what I loved about this game was it was classic like Phil at the end of the game because all these mistakes they they what. So there was a chance for the, the Chargers to tie the game up potentially yeah. and put into overtime. And, of course, it doesn't happen. But after Phil throws that incomplete pass to end the game, he takes his helmet off, throws it off the ground, and it bounces right back up to him, and he catches <laughs> it. it. Which is one of – he's the only re- way you can do that is if you ended more games at the end of the game <laughs> by losing and throwing your helmet. So many times. He has the record for losing games with the ball. With a chance to tie it up or win, like he, he he's always in that fucking position. Somehow like, makes plays. That's to the get thing. Uh, remember when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl and Brady's spiking the ball? Uh, he's spiking the ball for Vinatieri to come out and kick it, and he spikes the ball right. He's down. They're down in like the forty-five, wherever the fuck they are, and he he spikes the ball, and the ball just pops back up off the uh, New Orleans turf. And he just puts his palm out and just lands in his palm. Doesn't even bounce. Yeah, the coolest move you've ever seen anybody do in history. That when you when you when you think back on how cool Tom Brady is under pressure, that play has to be up there. I mean, you're talking about a guy yeah. that just went like 80 or whatever he went, like 60, 70 yards uh, with two minutes left in the clock. Things nobody's ever done before through one of the greatest teams in NFL history. Goes all the way down the field, spikes the ball like nothing's going on. Thing just pops Catches out of his hand. That's fantastic. It's so cool. Uh, I should. Everybody should go check that out on the YouTube's. Um, so. A couple bad plays I want to get into before we run out of time here. Uh, the one big mistake they made, fucking besides missed field goals and drop passes, um, obviously the 87-yard run by Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Absolute disaster on the edge. Cassius Marsh so is a disaster on the he, edge. I fucking... And I hate that fucking guy. I just... It's, he just doesn't Are those tattoos? It. I still every week I, I look at them and I can't like, stop. I can't figure them out. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he doesn't go to a big party and get those fucking fake tattoo sleeves. That you no, on his eyes. Oh no, those aren't. No, those he are doesn't just, have it's his eye black. All right, good. No, thank God. Every uh, week though, I it's I don't know. I just I don't get it. it just doesn't make it sense. Looks like Mac Lamore and annoys me, but he cannot run the edge. He does not get it. He he doesn't set an edge. He's just no. he's he's nothing except for a third down. Pass rush specialist. That's all he can be. How cool is it fucking watching uh, Malcolm Butler come like from like 15 yards behind Patrick Chung and just go right past Chung like he oh, was no. fucking jogging and try to punch that ball? He, he ran like a 4-6 at his pro day in college. That guy is not a 4-6 no. speed. He has fucking 4-3-4, four, four, low 4-4 four, four yeah. speed. He, he flew. He, he came back to fucking off Melvin Gordon. I mean, Grant, well, they both ran about 80 yards. Yeah. So he ran and just zoomed up to him and was knocking the ball out. I mean, something to be said about the aggressiveness of Malcolm Butler, but he could have tackled him too. But no, um, I, I, it was the better move. Yeah, because it, it's like you have a better chance of punching that ball out than From bringing him down to the two. And yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he, I'd, I'd he rather got take to that. him at like yeah. the four. So he was going in the end zone regardless. Probably gonna yeah. fucking punch at him. Um, but Marsh has got to be just a pass rush specialist. He can't catch an edge. This is where 
you make up for it with your IR guys, right? How did they get him? Do they trade for him? What they the traded fuck? for him, yeah, from Seattle. So they, um, this is where you have to make the decision, you know, when you bring your IR guys back. So you got Shane Mc, McClellan, uh, Vincent Valentine, and Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell is going to be on I think, IR. So you can only bring up two of those guys, though, is the thing. So Shane McClellan's a definite. How come so only two? That's the rules. You can only bring two guys off IR during the season. So you got, you got it. So Shane McClellan's coming back. So this is basically your trade acquisition, right? You don't have any trade. You didn't make any trades at the trade deadline. So your trade acquisitions are now going to be the guys coming off IR, guys that you know that are already on your roster that are coming back to the team. So you got Shane McClellan, Eric Rowe, who's been injured, Stephon Gilmore, who's been injured. And you're bringing him back, and then you're probably bringing back either Vincent Valentine, who it seems like to me it's probably going to be it's between him and Mitchell, Malcolm Mitchell. I think it's going to be Mitchell. I hope so. I mean, I don't even know why how he's hurt. Honestly, not, nobody's giving me any information. Or something? His knee? I don't know. He played the entire Super Bowl and never played again. I don't know what happened. He fell off a horse. I, 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 riding in the, I get it. I mean, I've been doing hot yoga recently. In my, I get this thing in my this calf. I get this thing in my calf that's been really bugging me, and Possible it won't go away. I, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. but it's fucking up your ice, your ice delivery game. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. I had a fucking, I had a real look myself in the mirror moment today on the Ooh. ice truck. Yeah. The fucking we you were at here. this uh we were at this liquor store and the uh the Brazilian guy I work with he's like fifty yeah. he goes into the bathroom for a little bit I pay get the money go back to the truck I'm sitting there for like ten minutes I'm like where the fuck all of a sudden he comes out gets the truck and he fucking streaks so I'm like what is going on we get to the next store we go to like I look on his back he has feces all <laughs> on the back of his jacket oh, and his no. pants just caked into his pants I'm like. Sosa, what the fuck happened to you? He's like, he's like, I don't know. I thought I stepped in something. Goes, now it's goes, all over the fucking cloth seats. It was in Ugh. the. Oh, I was taking. I had to rub, scrub it out with a Why towel. Are you scrubbing it? I do. I felt bad for it. And he said, uh, he said he went in the bathroom and, and the lights wouldn't turn on. So he just. And I was like, what? This what is did all you do? fucking. It's all that rice and beans shit that they're Dude, fucking he eating. Eats, uh, he eats. Uh, uh, this, <laughs> I don't. <coughs> oh, I'm gonna puke on me. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, it was. It was. You can't uh, even handle it. It was really. What am I <laughs> doing? Niggas are What am I doing with my wife? Why am I delivering ice with a 50 year old Brazilian? Shitting himself. Oh. Um, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, I took him to Marshall's. I bought him a new pair of sweatpants. <laughs> You're a nice guy. Better than to. me. He'd have been on the side of the fucking road oh. with me. All right, let's shit back. <laughs> fucking take him fucking hut- hitchhike home. Back to Everett. Uh, I'll um, tell you. I was... Uh, so, that's disgusting. <laughs> trying to enjoy my Coca-Cola and whiskey here. Um, so, I mean... It's by, oh, who are we getting back? It's got to be Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm <back> Mitchell. To, <laughs> I, well, I would rather Malcolm Mitchell or Vincent Valentine, but you got this is the time where you got to make the guys that are on your roster improve your roster, right? The guys that haven't played. They got to be... You guys that come in in the middle that already know your system can make Wait, the team better. So only two guys can come up. What happens if one of you guys comes off IR? Can someone else just pick him up? Like, you just does he have to clear waivers and then you can get him back? Like Vincent Valentine? No, no. They're on your roster. That's it. It's just, they're just like. What happens if you cut them and then you re sign them as you a. You cut them. Why do you have to cut them? Just so you can play this year. No, it's. No, it's. No. Someone would pick him up? No, it's just IR. Like, you're injured reserve, right? You're on injured reserve, so you're on the team already. Right. So you're not technically on the roster, right? You're not technically on the roster. You're on IR, so you're not one of the 53 players. 
So you're going to have to cut someone on your team to bring them back. Oh, okay. Or, you know, in this case, they'll put, they'll put Dante Hightower on IR and then bring up Shane McClellan. You know oh, so I mean? Hightower is like still on the roster, so they just wait. Yeah, so I think they're just waiting, and then they're going to put Hightower on IR and then put McClellan up. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Uh, so that's probably what's going to happen. So It's got to be Malcolm Mitchell, though, because Hogan just got hurt. Yeah, Hogan, that's another thing. His shoulder that's got banged up. He's he, going to be... He looks like he's been hurt all year, though. Every time he goes he's to the going, ground... He's not. He's over the middle type guy. He's not as shifty as like Amendola no. or Edelman. He takes hits. So he takes a lot of big hits over the middle. Uh, and Dorsett is just... He's not really anything out there. He isn't. They're not giving him any looks at all. He's just a speed guy down the edge. They haven't given him any any like they should have some plays for him. He's such a speed guy. I mean, he can run the same routes as Cooks. Yeah, same speed. No, no he I mean, can't. Not as Cooks good. is a he can't phenomenal track route runner. Yeah, he can't track the ball. No, but he can. I mean, he can run comeback routes. He can co- run, you know, not flies. as good as Cooks. Cooks, well, is, Cooks a is a ridiculous route runner. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I love and I love him. <laughs> uh, so things to work on the bye week. They got to work on that red zone offense. They're like 18th in the league, and they're always top five. Yeah, that's in scoring bad. touchdowns. I mean, they're not targeting cooks. They're not doing any of their like normal pick routes or like um, invasive, not invasive, like uh, it was on the plays week of... that are you know smart and, and drawn up, and then nobody thinks of you know like the thing that they did that they stole from the Chiefs the other yeah. week when they did the little uh, shovel pass. I mean, they're not doing any um, any crazy you know things that they're thinking up in their fucking bedroom. You know the red. Uh, what's his name? Chad O'Shea isn't thinking up any good red zone plays. They're just not, you know, even even Gronk's not getting open. They're not doing anything. It was no an... quick passes. No, they have no players that can run uh, jump jump ball plays or back shoulder no. plays. They're not doing any of that stuff. But it was mean, another week of Gronk getting fucking molested, uh, and just he gets this. He has his own rules. Like Gronk, it's what awful. Do we, it's insane. The, yeah, the San Diego guys were literally draped all over him. And a few fucking instances. I mean, uh, Brady missed him a few times. I mean, this is probably what Brady and Gronk's worst game of the year uh, in terms of, you know, game flow and, and, and execution-wise. I mean, Gronk dropped a couple balls. Brady missed him a couple times. Yeah. Um, just wasn't ready. They got to improve Those safeties that. for San Diego are good, though. Yeah, they're a good team. I mean, their defense is strong. So they didn't have much. Their red zone offense is not, not up to par. It has to get better. Their total defense needs to get better. I mean, like we said, their average on third down, that needs to improve. They get they're giving up forty percent conversion rates. Um, you know they've given up. They still got the most yards in the in the uh, league, like four hundred eleven per game or something. Yeah, but they've only given up like three sixty six, like the last four. Yeah, so it's down. You know they're this still last in the bad. league, but they had that one. They actually stopped giving up all these huge plays. That that long run that kills them. Yeah, they really. I mean, they only gave up two hundred twelve yards passing or something yeah. to Philip Rivers, and he's not he's no slouch. Big foot. Uh, so and again the lo- the other thing is in the killing them category is there's 25th in the, uh in in penalties per game they're like they're almost dead last in penalties yeah. per game uh, they got to work on that stuff so um you know we're getting we're a little bit past an hour here but I want to get to a quick hater email uh from which I love this by the way it's phony you haven't heard this yet but I no. got it and I responded to him who's on Halloween. Sent to me at two a.m., which I love that he's listening to the the podcast at, or actually it's one a.m. He's he's listened to it at one in the morning. So this guy, and this is one hundred percent real, not made up, fake email, one hundred percent phony email. There's no way. Uh, he he goes by Tammy Brady, T A M M I E. 
So it's Tammy XOXO. That sounds like a fucking a, a lady from Medford who smokes cigarettes inside a convenience store. Does, I mean, it could be a real human scratches being, but this is not. Scratch off. Uh, Tammy, what a terrible name. Had no, had no comeback when I came back to her. So let's go. So let's, let's, let's do the sentence by sentence and retort, shall we? First, I'm so sick of listening to you two fags talk about everything but football. Leaning Hold. towards she might be from Medford. <laughs> <laughs> leaning, I'm leaning towards maybe she knows a few things. Yeah, this lady might know, which I'm sure it's a fucking 18 year old kid. No one cares about what Sonny did. Uh, disagree. My wife cares greatly what Sonny did. Easy. And and, and number one, he misspelled Sonny's name. It's not S U N N Y. Talking uh, about family here. Yes, exactly. Yeah, fucking noogie for something like that. It's Italian or, shit or Walnut Bro, Street Boomba comedy. Stuff. Oh Jesus! That's now. Where now he's now. A, I mean, you could say what you will about Sonny, all right. But once you start hitting the nut, that's yeah. when <laughs> that's when things start going down. So Malcolm Butler or Saugus High School football. Incorrect. Everyone cares about the Sachems. Um, so he's been wrong on mostly all accounts. They so have to be the most popular team to only win twenty five percent of their games in their yeah. lifespan. Or when you played little league baseball. Don't remember ever talking about that. Or how tough you were at camp. And as I recall. I don't remember ever call, saying I was tough at camp. I rem- I recall being tied up by a rope at Boy Scout camp. Yeah. And I don't remember saying how tough I was. No, you definitely, we didn't talk about how tough. We talked about how you blacked out that one memory about that school yeah. counselor. Or when you took a shit at the stadium, which, I mean, who doesn't want to hear that? That's good stuff. That's, that's, that's great. quality that's, pod. That's great podcast stuff. <laughs> that's, that's, Everybody wants to hear about that's shit. That's top-notch pod right there. We just had another shit store. Everyone eats that stuff up. Yeah. So you're in, the, you're in the minority there, Tammy. Uh, or eating Kowloon's, which it's Kowloon. Fucking... Out of town idiot. Uh, that place sucks. Right, this guy's just a hater now. That place sucks. No you mean the said. biggest Chinese restaurant in the United States? Yeah, it sucks. Arguably the best pork fried rice going. Uh, what's next? You know nothing about football. Okay, can't disagree. No. And all, <laughs> all you do points. is talk, talk like a bunch of girls. That means nothing. Like when you wanted to build the best football player, and all you did was talk about how good looking he was. Well, to be fair, I started that... That out as I wanted to get the best quality of each player, and Tyler turned it into a gay play. So I can't disagree with Tammy there. Here's oh, a t- we brought high towers, high towers dicks getting brought up from time to time <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> you don't care for that, Tammy? And on any podcast, you may want to stop listening because <laughs> on any podcast, really. Yeah. So it's definitely not going to be the last time. Here's, you hear here's about where it. he comes. He's going to be self help here. Here's a tip: try watching game film and taking notes before the next recording. Any preparation, even just writing something down, would be a great improvement. Here, here's here's an here's an idea. Have a point. <laughs> um, uh, no, it hurts. Is we have we have long drawn out produced segment. And <laughs> I have all these notes. They're right here. I show them the notes. Uh, I always have the notes. And you think Saugus? This is all right. Here's classic North Shore douchebag move, right? Vint, which I don't even know if he is, but this is the most number one Saugus. I mean, not Saugus. North Shore douchebag thing you've ever said. And you think Saugus is so tough? You wouldn't last a day in Everett. Oh, boy. Hey, you're from over there. I'm from here. So this is the toughest place in the world. I'm sure it is, Tammy. Uh, you're real badass. Go get some Richie slush and the, suck my dick. There's like, there's only like 12 to 15 white people left in Everett. And I'm not going to jump to conclusions. This sounds like a white person. From what I can, from what I've gathered Which so I'm far, guaranteed isn't from Everett either. There's it's one just, person from, uh, there's one white guy from Everett who. He's a handicapped person. He's in a wheelchair. He Most sits outside the family dollar, and he just screams the N-word at any black person that walks by. That's the type of person we're dealing with here. This is who Tammy... That's probably Tammy's cousin, is what we're looking at. It might at. be Tammy herself. <laughs> it could be Tammy. 
Yeah. Oh no. Now he wants. Now. Now they. He. he did. I hope. No, Tammy. She probably has those. You know those ankles that get fucking swollen up with a giant. You know what I'm talking takes about? Takes an airplane. Yeah, the fat ankles that fucking swoll up and you get those awful veins. No, Tammy's That's, good. Tammy's good. She's a sweet girl. Uh, she. You think Saugus is so tough? When did I ever say Saugus was so? I don't tough? know. We're pretending like Tammy's <laughs> the real name too. I That's can't. not. It's fucking <laughs> Tammy Joe Souza from fucking Everett, and he's a. He's not even from Everett. He's from fucking. No, somewhere shitty, like even worse than ever. Like, I, I I couldn't even tell you where he's from. Like Winthrop, like, this is where he's from. He's you know, Winthrop or Swampskit. Yeah, he, sure. He he heard Everett was a tough place to grow up. Like his dad's from Everett. If so I had that's to guess, what he talks about now. Yeah, like, you wouldn't last a day in the triple decker my dad grew up in. Okay, <laughs> we used to go uh-huh. down get a sub and we'd watch Everett Hyde beat up uh-huh. on someone, and it would be the greatest day of my life. Guy's- is, nobody cares about your high school football team. It's a goddamn joke on our podcast how bad ours was. We don't give a fuck no about your shit. football team or their Super Bowl rings. Nobody about- gives a shit. Not one Everett football player has ever been good at anything. How about you fucking stop taking perks? Sets and make turn yourself into a real man. Stop doing heroin, you fucking, fucking low life loser. Oh, <laughs> fucking iron workers and fucking pipe fitters. Ah, uh, shut up. Fucking fucking mild Percocet addiction that you all bragging to about your dumb where, friends. Here's where Tammy starts getting uh getting their fucking PFF on. They started they Googled football and said, "What? Uh, you know what? This is what I'm gonna put. This is how I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna show them that I really know my stuff." Uh, and what do you uh, what do you think about the Denver defense? Will Tom be able to score? Joe R- Woods is still running Wade Phillips three four. Wade Phillips didn't invent the three four uh, with an aggressive attack, and he prefers a lighter nose tackle with bigger ends. Really, is Von Miller a bigger end, Tammy? Uh, and outside linebackers optimized to rush the passer. Well, obviously, that's what we just said. Von Miller's the end, but uh. he's all right. You know what annoys no, me is this that is, he's he, he's he's describing a three four defense to me like I've never seen one before like the Patriots didn't run it for the first fifteen years Belichick was here. Uh, this will make it tough for run game. Incorrect. Uh, and we know how great Denver's backs are. That's correct. Fortunately, Denver's offense sucks. Maybe you will pick a closer score for one since our defense is still struggling. Uh, I wouldn't say the defense is still struggling. They're still getting their. F- they get their as we just dis- just discussed, Tammy. They've only given up thirteen points in the last. Not 13 points total, but 13 points average the last four games. Um, he thinks he thinks six to three. I don't know who he picks in that game, but he thinks it's going to be six to three. But I, I, I don't know. I just love Tammy and her classic fucking no, no, North Shore Tammy. bully attitude, where she's not from Everett, but like I said, her dad might be, and I hope she got a sub there once. I hope Tammy goes up to Faneuil Hall one night. Ooh. And it's like, oh, I'm having a big fucking night in the city, kid. Ends up with the Black Rose. Ends up with 12 to 14 fucking drinks deep. You know, mixes in a couple of Average Tuesday for Tam. And on her way home over the Tobin Bridge, somehow managed to flip her car and it fires off the fucking side of the Tobin Bridge. Hit a fucking abutment and yes. die. So we get hate mail all the time. That one just bugged me because it was classic. Like, I'm the bully guy. Because this probably a 17-year-old kid. That listen to the podcast. I, I'm into the Patriots. I'm going to be a Patriot sports writer. Listen, we're podcasters. We got twenty five thousand listeners. You think I give a shit about no you, Tammy? Shit. That's I get hate mail all day, baby. No I sh- fucking thrive <laughs> off it. Give it to me. I, I need it. Give it to me. You send me another one, and I retorted too. I, I oh, let's hear the yeah. Let's hear your re- come back, and then just come back. Yeah, I, now I got rid of my damn thing. I'll get back to it. Don't worry. I don't care for over an hour. I'm going to read my response to Tammy. Um, give me it. Where are you? Tammy, baby. Tam- oh, I wish she'd email me back live. She did not, though. Okay, and then I write, Tammy, you're good. You should be on the show. Tell your friends to listen in. Always a badass move to talk tough with a phony email, babe. Love you. <laughs> babe. <laughs> what was his She's a good girl. He didn't respond. I think he was a little bit nervous because I got 
you know, I responded to him and he was talking to a real uh, star. So, yeah. uh, you know, he gets a little nervous. But anyway, I know that's a guy and I know he's 17. He listens to the podcast and I appreciate him as a listener. I'm glad he's there. But keep keep emailing me, babe. MalcolmGoPodcast at gmail.com. Love you. Can't, let's keep get some more. Uh, I, 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 I think we should have a regular segment with Tammy. I mean, we get far more Noah style emails where people are loving the podcast than Tammy's. But uh, we do get our Tammy's. And I like to bring up the haters every once in a while. Uh, put them back in their place. I was walking down the street just the other day, and someone shouted, "Malcolm, go!" And I was like, "Oh, hey!" And he goes, "That shit sucks." I was like, uh, "Probably Tammy." That sounds about right. Yeah, that's uh, all right. So we got a couple. You want to hand out a couple panic buttons? I didn't write anybody down, but clearly, two missed field goals. Steven Graskowski, he's gonna get a panic button. Uh, what do you got? Anybody on a panic button you want? Uh, the running game. I'm gonna give the running game a panic button. The entire running game. You know I'm giving a panic button to? Kevin Spacey. He gets a panic button. <laughs> How about, did you see Brett Ratner? Or? Brett Ratner. Another panic button. <laughs> he, he or an all-time move where he, he, he jerked off in front of Olivia Munn. Onto a, on, a, onto a photo his, of her. On, onto a photo of her while eating a shrimp cocktail. Oh, Jesus. Now that, if that doesn't scream King of Hollywood, I don't know who does. What's up with... The the head of Netflix or the head of Netflix like movie department, the head of NPR, all these fucking weird liberal like white knight type dudes fucking doing all this creepy all weird deviance. Yeah, because and they're all molesting kids. I'm Not telling. all of them, but a lot of them molesting kids. Corey Feldman's gonna gonna out them all once he gets his ten million dollars. If you came to any of these yoga classes, you could point out all the dudes who like. Pretend they're these fake like women empowerment people, yet they're probably just they're gonna molest a girl in the yo class over a matter of time. Yeah. So I'm guessing there's only a mirror. There's a mirror in one person in this <laughs> yoga studio. I'm the only guy in the class. <laughs> you'll you'll pick the pedophile out pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, well, you can tell they because they have like there's so there's two types of like yoga like guys in yoga classes like guys who work out and then do yoga and then guys who just do yoga and then start forming girl bodies like yeah. they have those girl shoulders Very soft yeah. And- they have yeah, no chest mushy. muscles at all. It's just like sacky chest titties, like kind of like girl titties because you don't do any. Can like, bend any way they yeah. want, though. Um, so you got anything to plug? Went a little long, but that's okay. I got to get into Tammy's email. Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, yeah fucking uh, nothing. No. Nothing coming up. Comedy career is going great then, huh? I got some shows coming up. <laughs> I actually had a friend tell me, told my sister that the reason why he doesn't come to any of my shows is because he just doesn't find me very funny. I was like, oh, that's, you know, I appreciate that. That's a good, that's a good, that's, that's a good reason not to go see me do a comedy. Makes then. sense. Uh, all right. Well, as you, as, just like Tammy, you can always uh, email me at MalcolmGoPodcast at gmail.com. MalcolmGoPod on Twitter, at Brady Disciple on Twitter. Interact with the show. I like the good emails. I also like the haters. We, uh, you know, and if you're from Everett and you want to, you want to talk down to a Saugus guy, always, always a pleasure. I'm always here for you. Stuff me in a locker. Do whatever you want to do, babe. Love it. Tammy, I I'll see you the, around. The 2001 D-team pup honor fucking uh, playoff game when we smoked Everett. Ooh, ask him, ask him about that. that. In his face. You want some of that, Everett? He doesn't know. He doesn't <laughs> even know where the stadium is. Um, all right. So until then, happy bye week, everyone. See you next week. Go pass. Go mouth and go. Bye, Tammy. Your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. Started seven, eight months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about order. It's about respect. We win this game. Your honor. Your kids are honor. Your family's honor. We are.
slot receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh -huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And Warner goes back to throw. And here's the blitz by Mike Ray. Snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam Vinatieri moves a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over! And the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The best team of the game! Hey! Did it! I love you, man. You did it, bro. I love you. I love you. You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.